and welcome to the Garden History Podcast. My name is Adverley Richmond and I'm a garden, landscape and social historian. On the Garden History Podcast, I'll be taking you through my A to Z of garden history based on the people, plants, places and features which you might find in and around the subject of garden history. And today is a letter C for Codestone. Of course, no historic garden or landscape is complete without a bust, statue or an urn. And so I'd like to introduce you to Mrs Eleanor Code, one of the very few women acknowledged for her contribution to 18th and early 19th century garden history. Eleanor Code was born in Exeter, Devon in 1733 and she was the daughter of a wool merchant. And around 1760, her father declared himself bankrupt and the family moved to London. And following the death of her father in 1769, Eleanor and her mother Eleanor Senior bought into an artificial stone manufacturing business in Lambeth. They went into partnership with Mr Daniel Pincott, but two years later they all fell out and he was replaced by the highly skilled designer and sculptor John Bacon, whose designs and workmanship helped to establish the company. Eleanor improved the existing artificial stone formula to create a product of immense durability, which she called lithodipyra, from the Greek meaning stone fired twice. The formula was roughly a mixture, among other things, of clay, fine quartz, ground glass and grog, which was a powder made from their ground up and previously fired but damaged products. Eleanor's artificial stone had the colouring, texture, general appearance of natural stone. It wasn't cheap, but it was still less expensive than the real thing. And the name Lithodipyra hardly rolled off the tongue, so the awkward name was soon changed to the catchier brand name of Codestone. Codestone also proved to be extremely malleable and could be used not only for large freestanding pieces, but also for making smaller sections with very fine detail. It was very resistant to weathering and its versatility also made it popular for a variety of classical garden and civic statues garden ornaments, as well as for intricate architectural detailing, such as monuments, coats of arms and chimney surrounds, which the leading Georgian architects such as Robert Adam, John Nash and Sir John Soane found very appealing in the delicate ornamentation of their buildings. As a shrewd businesswoman, Eleanor Code established a showroom known as Code's Gallery, which was open to the public for a small fee. And as a result, hundreds of Codestone pieces found their way to many places and private estates in Britain, as well as in other countries like Russia, America, India and South Africa, to name a few. A favourite piece of mine is the statue of Father Thames outside Ham House in London. Also here in Shrewsbury, Shropshire, 
The 17-foot-high statue of Lord Hill by John Panzetta is one of the largest made by Eleanor Code's factory. But perhaps I think the most visible piece is the South Bank Lion, which stands at the south end of Westminster Bridge in London. Codestone became one of the most widely used material of the late 18th and early 19th centuries, with her formula and production process remaining a closely guarded secret. Although Eleanor never married, she was Mrs Code because that was the practice during the Georgian era when referring to any woman in business, regardless of her marital status. Eleanor Code died in 1821 and the factory muddled along through different hands, but changing tastes meant that artificial stone began to fall out of favour and the factory finally closed in 1840, with the secret of code stone virtually lost. It was not until the end of the 20th century that the code stone composition was rediscovered and successfully reproduced. This has meant that new products can now be created, and replicas can be made to replace lost or stolen statues and other ornaments. Because of the product's quality and resilience, this has ensured that many items from her factory have survived in pristine condition and can be seen in many historic design landscapes today. There are at least 54 registered historic parks and gardens which possess codestone features, with individual pieces often protected as listed structures in their own right. Eleanor Code was an accomplished businesswoman at a time when the manufacturing industries were very male-dominated and she rightly deserves to be acknowledged as an early pioneering female industrialist who helped to enhance the Georgian and region garden and landscapes, some of which we can still see today. To see an image of Father Thames by James Bacon, please go to my podcast page at adverley.co.uk. For a preview of some of the letters which I covered last year, you can go to my pinned tweet at adverleyr. Thank you for listening to the Garden History Podcast and please do join me again for the next episode. And until then, thank you and goodbye.